BFF Top. I'm Amanda Guest, and I founded BFF.FM because I believe in the power of community radio to change the music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. If they say 
Any further, I'd like to introduce Big Nothing number 126. Third entry here of a four part back to school series featuring me, your lovely host. Um, my name's Andy. I host this show called Big Nothing here on BFF.fm every Wednesday from 12 to 2. This is the beginning of the show. Um, this is, um, like I said, this is the third part of the uh, back to school series. So, um, I kind of been tied with this whole beginning of the semester, beginning of the school year. People are going back to school. People are having fun. People are doing homework. People are going to Saturday school. Um, last week I played a bunch of music from, I want to say the years from like 2004 to like 2007. Pretty much when I was in middle school. When I was a student at Eastmont Intermediate School in Montebello, California. Um, and so this week... Uh, I'm gonna be playing music from, you know, that next chapter. You feel me? Um, I, I'm not sure if you've ever been to high school. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. That's okay if you haven't, but I, uh, I went to a high school by the name of Whittier High School in the city of Whittier, California. Whittier where the fools are prettier, as I like to say. Um, or as my good friend Jeff Murray likes to say, Whittier where the people are Whittier. I, uh, I, I attended Whittier High School from, two, from fall of 2007 to spring of 2011 so all my four years were spent there so i pretty much had the same group of friends for four years and they pretty much accepted my music taste and and showed me a thing or two so um i'm gonna try to go to add go um in a chronological order of pretty much what i listened to throughout my high school career 
eh, I feel like I had to admit a ton of stuff because there was just so much music, but I had to make this playlist flow. So uh, I think I think leaving middle school and kind of starting high school, I kind of started to like really listen to my parents' CDs and really pay attention to what my parents were listening to. So um, I guess thanks to like the music that my dad listened to, uh, I, I listened to a lot of uh, good old hard rock, classic rock and stuff. So that last song was L.A. Woman by The Doors. This is um, Taxman by Beatles off of Revolver. Honestly, one of the first Beatles records that I really, really listened to and like kind of fell in love with like this weird like songwriting style of uh, uh, Mr. John Lennon and Co. So stick around. Uh, it's going to get wild from here on out. So hell yeah. This is Big Nothing here on BFF.fm. Thankful I don't take it all Cause I'm the tax man Live this life of luxury 
celebrate anything you want Yes, you can celebrate anything you want Any place you go Yes, you can penetrate Any place you go You know, uh, Dig a Pony uh, by, the Beano- by the Beatles, the song that you just last heard, was actually originally supposed to be titled All I Want Is You. Um, it's kind of John Lennon's tribute to uh, his, uh, his, uh, his, his wife at the time, uh, Yoko Ono. Um, and I'm reading here that apparently that was one of the songs that was recorded. Like that song that you just heard that's like on the actual album of Let It Be was was recorded at their like let it be like rooftop session and like in the first like two seconds of the song 
Ringo Starr, the drummer of the band The Beatles, is, is like, hold it, because he had two drumsticks in his, he was putting out his cigarette with his left hand, but he had his drumsticks in his right hand, so he, he couldn't start. So it had like a false start, and apparently you could also hear someone's, someone blowing their nose after he says hold it, and um, I think that's kind of raw. I, I think that's really fucking cool. Uh, they're just like, yeah, just leave that on the record, it's fine. Someone just blowing their nose, it's, it's fine. Right before that Beatles song was Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix off of, uh, are you ex- off of his record, Are You Experienced, which came out, I think, in the year of 1967. All these songs came out way before I was born, and way before I was in high school, that's for sure. I, uh, I just think that, like, I think it was, it was time to kind of, like, listen to, like, rock and roll's, like, roots and stuff, you know, when I was, like, eighth grade, freshman in high school. Like, I think I was very interested in, like, hearing, like, where all this music really came from, which kind of, like, l- segued us into, like, me listening to, like, kind of like quote-unquote contemporary punk or like kind of like alternative punk such as you know bands like the offspring or like blink 182 and stuff like that uh even further even more than i really did when i was in middle school and if you listened to big nothing 125 last week then you know exactly what i'm talking about um right before that Jimi hendrix song was a band called uh, the kinks songs called sunny afternoon if you can figure that out and uh tax band by the beatles was right before that Funny enough, both of those songs really don't like Taxman very much. I mean, I I don't think many people do. Maybe except, like, other Taxman. Yeah, like I said, I had a Sony CD player, of which I actually have in my current room here in San Francisco right now, the exact same CD player. Uh, And I would just, you know, borrow my, my dad's Beatles CDs and Jimi Hendrix CDs and... And then I think I, st- I think listening to like you know the history of like of rock and roll and like classic rock and stuff, I, I was kind of re- I got really interested in like listening to like punk, but like punk that was like almost mainstream at that point or mainstream ten years ago. So I for sure had this greatest hits Offspring CD, and I for sure had Dude Ranch and and um, Insomniac and all these other like, all these other records I'm about to play for you right now. Um, so. Shout out to all the AA batteries I threw away because I use them on my CD player because iPods weren't really a thing just yet. Actually, I think they were. I, I, I just didn't have one yet. I don't think I got an iPod until like about, I think like the end of my freshman year. And even then it was an iPod Nano. So it wasn't the greatest, but it was pretty sick at its time. Um, wish I still had that thing. So this next song is off of a Green Day record called Insomniac. And speaking of Green Day, looks like they just announced a new record, Son of All, dot, 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 um, that is going to come out, I think, in February, if, I remember, if, I, if I'm remembering that correctly, February, and uh, they uh, they released a, a song off that record, and uh, they announced their tour with Weezer and Fall Out Boy, the pretty much fucking global tour with these other two massive bands. In summer of next year, so coming to Chase Center. Maybe I'll see you there. Anyway, this song's called The Panic Song. It's by a band called Green Day off of the record Insomniac. It's good stuff. Um, stick around. If you're just uh if you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Big Nothing here on BFF.fm.
Hey, that's something everyone can
with maybe um, kind of branching out and, and finding stuff for yourself. I think finding music for yourself as a teenager, I think you don't always find stuff that's the super happiest or stuff that, that makes you feel you know, super juiced about life. I think it's it's really important, you know, especially as as, as a teenager to, to really kind of connect with songs that, that are real and that like, you know, that you can kind of find solace with your, uh, I don't know, teenage emotions. Um, and I mean, I'm sure everyone listening here was a teenager once, unless you're some sort of freak alien then. In that case, welcome to uh, Big Nothing here on BFF.FM. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, the song you just heard, it's called Say It Ain't So by Weezer. That was off their Blue album. And although that record came out when I was only one year old, um, I used to, I feel like I would always see that music video on on like VH1 and MTV when I was like a, a teen. And and uh, Blue Album was really a record that I listened to, probably not as much as I listen to it now, but a record that I listened to a lot when I was maybe about sophomore year or so of high school. Um, definitely kind of punk but I, I i maybe i just discovered it through guitar Hero, and i'm like yeah this record's freaking awesome like i, I gotta listen to more of it um adam songs right before that that was um blink 182's one of blink 182's singles from their 1999 record enema of the state of which i think that they're touring right now i think when they came to san francisco for outside lands i think they played that record which is great um kind of a more serious song on that record uh, and um, and I mean, compared to all their other stuff that they put on that record about like butt jokes or fart jokes or whatever. Uh, Dude Ranch is also really good. I also played that song a little bit earlier in that little set. I played the little song Boring. That's a good one. Came out on uh, I think uh, what label did that come out on? This is before their major label de- debut. I think. I think they were still on Cargo. I think they were still like pretty low key, but. After that record, I think they had like a world tour with a uh, social distortion and no effects of which. And I think kind of going through those lonely patches of tour and, and, and as a musician not being able to go home, I think Mark Hoppus uh, was really inspired by, you know, those, those feelings that he felt while on tour. And I think that's part of uh, how Adam's song came, came to be. Um, right before that, Blink track was um, Hitchin' a Ride by Green Day. That was I, 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 I can't remember what act, what record that song is actually off of, but um, I know that it is pulled off their. I, I pulled it off their international super hits record, which uh, came out right before American Idiot, and I think I read a, 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 a an interview with um, Mike Durant saying that when you release a uh, a greatest hits record, that's a pretty much a good signifier of uh, of your of your midlife crisis as a musician. But then they released American Idiot, and then they made millions of dollars, so I think they're doing all right. Um, before that was Why Don't You Get a Job by The Offspring, and uh, Panic Song by Green Day, and Boring by Blink-182 were before that. Cool. Um, so I think after listening to like a lot of kind of like mainstream punk rock, not really the most underground of stuff, but stuff that I you know, connected with, and I appreciated the, the lyrical value of, of all these songs, and, and also the fact that they're really easy to play on on guitar and, and, and bass, two instruments that I actually picked up when I was in high school. Uh, I, I kind of, I, I don't want to say I, I grew out of the punk phase, or like, I maybe I just, my taste, maybe I was just bo- bored by it in, in, in some sense, 
and I really hadn't listened to like a lot of like I don't know like weird conscious indie rock or like modest mass kind of stuff and I think listening to that stuff after hearing songs like float on or dashboard or all those radio hits I kind of took interest into the band and started listening to records like um like moon and Ant moon and antarctica or uh lonesome crowded west and i think i really fell in love with that kind of sound and that kind of style of musicianship and like indie rock and stuff so um so this next song that i'm gonna play is off of that record the moon and antarctica um it's called lives it's uh it's one of my favorite songs off that record and for sure was one of my favorite songs off that record then too um and I feel like uh, the middle by Jimmy World can can definitely be uh, can can definitely be seen as a, a song in that kind of vein of music and strokes and yeah yeah yes it's like indie rock it's like alternative early two thousands alternative indie rock um, I don't know it's it's like when you're like it, it's almost like when you're like a kid and you're like a sponge and you're learning everything I feel like once you get to like middle school and high school like you start listening to so many different kinds of music and kind of like establishing your own personal taste and your audio palette within your ear holes, you know? So, anyway, I'm gonna hit this, uh, really quick, um, station ID, uh, by someone named Scott Gork. Let's do it before we hit this Modest Mouse song. You are listening to Best Frequencies Forever. That's gonna be the most awesome thing in the whole freaking world. BFF.FM Everyone's afraid in their own life if you could be anything you want to be, you'd be disappointed, am I right? No one really knows the ones they love If you knew everything they thought about, you'd wish that they'd just shut up Well, you were on the dull sound of sharp math when you were alive no one's gonna play the harp when you die And if I had a nickel for every damn dime I'd have half the time, do you mind? Everyone's afraid of their own lives If you could be anything you wanna be It's hard to remember 
woman and my mom, she is a witch. I So 
Phone users, I apologize. I feel like um, Such Great Heights by the Postal Service is probably one of those headphones that if you're listening to your, head- your headphones really loud and that song comes up, it like just immediately obliterates your eardrums in both ears. Um, but it's a great song. Um, what you just heard was uh, Juice Box by The Strokes. And although that record came out, I want to say 2006, yeah, a couple years before my freshman year of high school, I, um, I felt like I'm telling you, Guitar Hero shaped so much of my music taste, and I think high school, it's its its nuts. Um, it's a great song, it's really fun to play, and I think also like songs that were also really fun to play to me, I listen to a lot, or, and maybe vice versa too. Um, and I don't know, 
I, I also had a guitar class when I was in high school too, so I think that kind of like started having me listen to music in a different way and like try to play it on, on my off time when I wasn't uh, playing video games or hanging out with my friends at their house and uh, yeah, you know, just teen things. Um, Maps by Yeah Yeah Yeahs was right before that and although that song was, was actually out 18 years ago, way before I was in high school, um, definitely was on um, a bunch of playlists that I had and a bunch of CDs that I made, and um, I, I I'm not sure. I, it might have been on on a on a pretty heavy rotation at a KROQ, K Rock FM down in Southern California. Um, all right, before that was the middle by Jim Eat, Jimmy Eat World, and that actually was for sure on heavy rotation on pretty much every radio station at that time. Um, that's a classic. Um, Bleed America, Bleed American is a classic record. I think it also came out in the year of 2001 as well. But um, yeah, like I said, this was definitely during like my weird indie, like alternative indie rock phase. Uh, although of, of which I was definitely listening to like a lot of like all music at the time, whether it's hardcore or punk or. Uh, electronic music. Um, I think this song just flows the best. Um, and right before that was Lives by Modest Mouse. I think that record came out in 2000? Yeah, 2000 it looks like. It looks like a lot of these records that I was listening to a lot were about eight or nine years old at the time. Um, have digested enough within the, uh, the global media circuit and, uh, eventually reached my ears and, uh, you know, it's a good song. It's a good record. Um, I think that song is also one of the other songs I tried learning how to play in my guitar class where the teacher would just kind of lock himself in the office and then we'd just be stuck just messing around on acoustic guitars. So, Shout out to Whittier High School. Shout out to my public high school curriculum. If I didn't have it, I wouldn't be who I was today. Um, if, and, if you, and if you follow me on Twitter, at SickFu, S-I-C-F-O-O, um, you know that a P.E. sucked. Math class sucked. English was okay because I felt like I, I was a pretty good writer, and but uh, biology hella sucked. And I think I had that for my fifth period in my freshman year of high school, and um, it it never really got better. So shout out to Mr. Dankert. I hope you um, have amended your cur your poor curriculum, and um, cease to fail students on uh, on account of their poor studying habits. So I, I I guess I can also attest that that was my fault too. But anyway. Um, I'm gonna play only one Vampire Weekend song, only because Contra and I think their self-titled record were pretty much like the biggest thing in, in terms of like indie rock and sub-pop artists at that time. So uh, this next song is called Dipl Diplomat Son. It's a six-minute uh, banger. Came out on their record called Contra. Their second record came out in 2010. Hell yeah, this is it. <laughs>
self-titled album album came out 10 years ago in about two weeks definitely one of my favorite albums probably of all time and one of the the records that stuck with me the most since high school um it's just a great californian sound you know pop music and uh, honestly christopher owens when i see him in the street it's it's kind of crazy sometimes you know he hangs out around uh, the hate i think it was in the lower hate area but i've seen him around the mission actually near the bff out of him studio once or twice um but if you know his story if you know if if you know what's up with the headlines and the quotes and you you already know um I'm, I'm gonna read you a quick little excerpt of uh this enemy review of that record from about 10 years ago um all right uh okay never let the music get in the way of a good story so goes the music journo mantra in a world where quotes rule over chords and headlines matter more than bass lines. With this in mind, girls' press coverage is pretty much guaranteed before they've even played a note. Alright, and this, first, this next sentence, in the first sentence of this next paragraph, is this the rest I'm going to read. Lead singer and songwriter Christopher Owen uh, was raised in a cult where pop music was banned. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, yeah, he, he lived a pretty crazy life. Um, and he seems like a very, like a very interesting person. I, and I, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll say what's up to him next time I see him here in the city. It's a very small city. I, I've, I've seen him a couple times. Um, anyway, that song was called Lust for Life. Um, it was off of a girl's record album, which came out in 2009. Um, and before that was Daily Routine by Animal Collective, also released in, I think, the year 2009, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yeah, that's a great record. Pitchfork named it best new music at the time. Believe that. Um, 
And, I got that, and it's got that really trippy um, album artwork too. Uh, right before that was Diplomat's Son by Vampire Weekend off their second record, Contra. And I think I might have said it was released on Sub Pop Records. I am completely wrong. I have to correct myself. It was actually released on XL Recordings. Of which I think they might still be a part of. I'm Maybe not. But, um, yeah. That was definitely, like, uh, my, my, my indie rock phase. I kind of blossomed into, like, my current indie rock phase, I think. Uh, Girls, uh, their two records and their EPs, like, I don't know, they're definitely some of my favorite records uh, that I've ever heard in my entire life. And the fact that they're from San Francisco, too, is is, is super cool. And I was actually lucky enough to see them one time, a couple months before they broke up. This was maybe in July of 2012, I want to say. So at that point, I was already out of high school. I was already in community college. But I saw them at a festival called FYF down in Los Angeles, which is now defunct for for kind of good reason. But that's another story for another day. But uh, yeah, they they were touring their father son Holy Ghost record, and I I if I would have known that that would have been the last time I would have seen that band live, I I would have tried to get a little bit closer. But that's a great one. We're gonna play a couple Modest Mouse songs in this next block. The song's called Gray Ice Water. It's off of their Building Nothing Out of Something compilation.
Community Radio. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. All your friends are doing it. can't we we just heard was a single from uh, modest mouse's record uh, the compilation record building nothing out of something that's definitely one of i i like to call it a modest mouse album even though it's a it's a compilation of like two or three like eps but um i think as a whole slappers from beginning to freaking end um that's one of my favorite songs off that record, as is the song I played right before that, Sleepwalking, which is a cool little, like, uh, doo-wop ballad there on that record. Um, I, th- I think we should segue here into um, into a band that I've actually been listening to well, since about, you know, 2000, 2008, 2009, um, and of which I've been listening to a lot this past week or since I was planning this show. A little band from Kingston, Pennsylvania called Tidal Fight. They, I guess you can call them a post-hardcore band, almost like, uh, I guess almost kind of like punk, kind of like emo, kind of post-hardcore. They haven't really released any music in the past three years or so, or maybe even four years. And no one really knows where the hell they are. And I think they're really just getting ready to release a... a record that is gonna blow everyone out of the water and um, and make a comeback and play shows because everyone really misses them and honestly people have started making memes about them being missing and I feel like it's getting kind of to the level of Frank Ocean being gone for so long the meme when the memes start coming you, it's 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 too late man you've gone you've been gone for too long so um, I'm gonna play two songs off of um, off of their, I guess you can call it a debut record, even though they had a EP, two EPs right before, released right before that. Uh, but this record came out in the spring of 2010, my the end of my junior year of high school. Um, and I remember being in cooking class and it coming out on, well, I guess I should say it leaked on YouTube, on three separate YouTube videos. So it was each each of the record in three parts. And after after school every day, on the way home to sc- on the way home from school, I will listen to each three of the videos. So, the song's called "Flood of '72." Um, the next song after that's gonna be called "27." So stick around. Um, hell yeah, this is a this is a band called Tide Fight.
Yo, that was the band title fight with the song No One Stays at the Top Forever, of which I had a t-shirt of um, that released, uh, The Last Thing You Forget. I think it's like, it might be worth hella money now. I, it's a size small, so I, I, it doesn't fit me anymore, but um, hey, I, I, got bills, I got bills to pay, you know, and people got shirts to wear. And it's probably deep within a trash bag at my parents' house. Anyway, right before that was uh, the song 27 by Title Fight off their 2010 record Shed. Followed, uh, and right before that was Flood of 72, also off that same record. I gotta cut the chatter because um, Ceremony, Ceremony, Ceremony's record, Ronert Park, is looks like it's uh, it's beginning to, to play here and it's out of my control. I can't stop it. Um, this record also came out in 2010 and... Um, uh, I remember when it came out too, and I remember, uh, I feel like all the records that came out in 2010, 2011, I, I, I remember listening to a lot on, uh, on the way home from, from school. Um, I, I think I had a, a phone that just barely had enough YouTube capability, so, um, yeah, this record was nuts. This, uh, song's called Into the Wayside Part 1. Sick.
voices form the weapons of voices! No silence! No compliance! In defiance of the rainbow
I think uh, coming of punk music and hardcore music um, into my life when I was like 16, 17, 18 years old uh, it's pretty vital to not only like my music taste but like pretty vital and critical to like my the I think forming me to like the person I was and how I how I thought about things I don't know I think a lot of hardcore music can definitely be trash and a lot of punk music can definitely be trash and like talk about really stupid stuff but uh there are a lot of bands out there half heart included that uh I don't know kind of spoke the truth about you know youth power pacifism you know uh sacrifice and uh, a bunch of really interesting stuff and I'm really happy to say that I saw them on their reunion there's really small reunion tour this year uh and it was really cool, you know, going back in time 10 years from their last show when they actually played in my hometown in Whittier, California at a little uh, Chinese restaurant called the Green Turtle as a matinee show in like 102 degree weather in a small room that was probably 20 degrees hotter than that. Uh, seeing them then to seeing them again in Los Angeles just about a month ago. Um, hell yeah. It's definitely something that I uh, probably won't forget. Uh, anyway, that song is called Old Man 2. I don't think they played that song. I was off the record of Things We Carried. It came out in 2006, but when I was about a junior in high school, and I kind of learned about, you know, straight-edge hardcore music and and uh, a lot of stuff like that. It was, uh, it was on repeat on my iPod Nano. First gen. Um, preceding that was Overcast by Ceremony. Off their record, Still Nothing Moves You, which I think came out in a year on the same year. Mm-hmm. 2008, actually. Um, probably one of the last power violence like sounding ceremony records. Ronert Park, don't get me wrong, fantastic record, but definitely not as hard uh, as some of their older stuff. But Ronert Park definitely is one of those records that is like the end last year, year and a half of high school for me. Like when I started really getting into hardcore and uh, kind of underground music that 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 wasn't just stuff that I would hear on the radio. So I I, I went a long way from uh, I've came a long way from. Uh, from the Offspring and uh, Insomniac and Dookie Days, so um, right before that was The Machinist by Half Heart off that same record, The Things We Carry, and a little uh, maybe you didn't know, but uh, Tim O'Brien, uh, an author, Vietnam Vietnam War novel author, wrote uh, uh, a collection of short stories about um, the Vietnam War in the 1990s. Well, he wrote about it in the 1990s, but obviously it happened in the late 60s, um, called The Things We Carried, and it's about uh, following the story of, of people who commit some really crazy stuff in, in the war, and, you know, I like to think that Half Heart took their name from that record. Anyway, it's time for me to go. I only got one more song for you. Um, it's probably one of my favorite songs that Title Fight ever wrote. It's called Uriah. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Stick around next week. You got uh, Back to School Music, part four out of four. So... Hang tight, Penny shows up next. See ya!
Wiz Wally. You want to know where you can hear more alternative music and junk? It's on BFF.FM. And it's on the internets and stuff. Golly gee whizzikers. Ayo, 